0: You are listening to the Survived to Thrive Podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, Episode 6, Crucial Self-Care Tips to Use During the Holidays. Hi there, friends. How are you? Okay, so I'm sitting here in my office. It's super cloudy in here because it's cloudy outside. Okay, so it's a little bit darker than it usually is. and we've been having cloud cover and rain for the past three days. And it's so funny to me because in Arizona, you don't really see this very often. It's, we usually get a lot of sunshine. Okay. We may have maybe a couple hours in a day where we might not see the sun because of a rainstorm or something, or maybe even a half a day and maybe even a full day, but three days, I mean, come on. We're used to not, having to deal with that. That's why we moved here. So it's so funny to me because I lived in the Pacific Northwest for a time. And I remember there was 40 days when I didn't even see sunshine. Okay. That was completely normal. But here I am in Arizona on day three and I am losing my mind. (laughs) It's just funny. So anyway, sorry for the rant. Um, Let's carry on. I have some great stuff for you today. First off, I just want to let you know that I've been thinking about you for the past couple of weeks. You've been really on my mind. I've been thinking about the holidays because here we are, December 6th. We just had Thanksgiving and we're moving forward into Christmas festivities, work parties. I have my daughter's piano recitals coming up and Christmas concerts at their school you know there's all thing all kinds of things that are coming up right when we're thinking about the holidays and celebrating and all of that and just all this togetherness that we create with our families and friends and the meaning frames we put around them and i've been thinking about you and how to navigate that while you are in the midst of grief and when you're thinking about your loved one and what that means for you now. I want you to know that I am definitely with you on that, especially because I I lost my sister right around Thanksgiving and she was found by some hunters on Thanksgiving morning. And so we found out the news just before 12 o'clock on Thanksgiving day that she had passed. And as you can imagine, the emotions of grief came flooding in like a, like a tsunami. It was tough. You know, I remember just crying and uncontrollably screaming and, you know, my reactions were quite intense and I'm sure many of you can relate. I know many of you have experienced that same thing. And, So I just, I share that with you because I want you to know that I completely understand what you're going through and, and I know how you are feeling and I know how challenging it can be during the holidays, but I want to share with you today something that I found that has been super useful. And there are three specific self-care tips that I want to offer to you. Okay. The first tip. That I think is super important, and probably the first thing you really need to do is just to be aware that grief during the holidays just might resurface. Okay? Sometimes it will just show its face while you're in the midst of your holidays. I know from my clients that this comes up the first holiday that they've experienced after loss and it also comes up 20, 30 years later. Okay. doesn't really matter how long it's been since you have lost your loved one, that this will just sometimes come up. Okay. And if it comes up during every single holiday, totally normal. Okay. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just part of being human. And it's just part of what grief is because grief really has ebbs and flows, and depending on what the meaning frames you have around the celebrations that you are celebrating and the festivities that you have planned, you'll most likely just have emotions come up from the thoughts of missing your loved one. Okay, and it's just totally okay, and it's important to remember that. And what you're feeling is just part of our human nature. It's just part of it. Okay. I think it's also important to point out that it's just the way our brains work. Okay. So our brains really like consistency and routine, and they like to know what to expect. Okay. so when something arises, like not having your loved one there to participate in traditions, our brains have to work a little bit harder and it feels uncomfortable. Okay, so I think just having that awareness of this just helps to recognize that your thoughts and feelings about the holidays may have changed a little and it feels uncomfortable and that's totally okay and nothing has gone wrong here. Okay, so that's the crucial tip number one. The crucial self tip number two is just to be okay with saying no. Okay. Now I know it sounds a cliche. I remember I took the DARE program when I was in fifth grade and it was all about saying no to drugs, right? Just say no. Okay. But this idea really comes up a lot with my clients. I feel like I hear my clients say to me things like they feel like they're obligated to say yes to things they really just don't want to do. Right. Or they feel like they have to say yes to things they used to love to do until their loved one's death. Okay. So what I want to say to that is that you really just don't have to say yes to those things because of those reasons. Neither of those reasons constitute the reason to say yes to those things. You have the option to just say no. Okay. And this obligation that you are feeling is just based on what you are thinking about that. And you simply can just choose not to feel obligated by choosing to think differently about it. Okay. So I want you to think about this in this example. Okay. So first off, before I share this example, there's a lot of sentences that swirl around in our minds. And when we think these sentences, okay, they create these emotions that we're feeling. Okay. That's where our emotions come from are these sentences, these thoughts, if you will, that we're thinking in our head. Okay. So let's just say, for example, you're spending Christmas with your mother-in-law and she and her family and your husband and your kids and, you know, you're just planning this family get together and your mother-in-law asks you to help you with these decorations, but you really don't want to do it because you feel like it's time consuming and you don't really feel like it's worth it. And you'd much rather spend that time with your kids. Like you'd rather spend the time playing with your kids or just, you know, spending time with them in general, right? Rather than putting up these Decorations, okay. But the thoughts that you're thinking in your head are if I don't help my mother in law do these decorations, then I'm going to disappoint her, okay? Does that sound familiar? That you feel like you might just disappoint her if you just don't do it, okay? I want to tell you that that is just an optional thought that you're thinking in your head and you don't have to think that. And I want to encourage you. To put yourself in that equation. Okay. So instead of saying that thought in your, to your head, I want you to think about saying something like, if I help my mother-in-law with decorating, so I just don't disappoint her, I'll be disappointing myself. Okay. You see what I did there? I just tweaked that thought. I want you to add yourself to the equation. Okay. It's important to do this because it helps you to recognize that the price of saying yes you know to things you really don't want to do is at your own expense and i think it's crucial for your self-care to include yourself in the in the equation okay to really take care of yourself in the situation all right now that doesn't mean that you just say no to every opportunity when you can help someone i'm not saying that i'm not saying that you you know, should always say no whenever your mother-in-law asks you to help her with something. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. Um, what I'm saying is when you're doing it at the expense of your own self-care or just to people, please, that's when you should be willing to say no. Okay. You with me? Okay. So I feel it's really important here just to talk about people pleasing a little bit here because we're talking about something that I feel like we don't really talk about. As a recovering people pleaser myself, I want to offer to you some things to consider. When we try to please another at the expense of ourselves, we're not only creating our own resentment, but we create a barrier between ourselves and the other person. And it's neither good for them and it's not good for us. Okay. So I want you to think about that. It's because people pleasing is dishonest. It's not telling people the truth. And the reason we do this is because it feels easier. Okay. It feels so much easier just to do what another person wants you to do or what another person wants you to say. Okay. You also want to try to avoid conflict because it feels super uncomfortable to just allow another person to respond, right? To have the, allow them to have thoughts about your honesty. Okay. But the consequence of people pleasing really is your relationship weakened because you not only do and say things on the surface to please the other, but you miss out on a more deeper, fulfilling connection, an honest connection with that person. Okay. So I think it really helps to remember that, that, In order to have a stronger relationship and a deeper connecting, loving and fulfilling relationship, it really starts with being honest and people pleasing just simply is just not honest. Okay. All right. So my third tip that I want to offer to you is also super crucial. And I, that tip is to take care of yourself and ask for help when you need it. Okay. When we are in the midst of celebrations, you know, with our family get togethers and holiday parties and concerts and recitals, I feel like it's important and critical to make time for self care. Okay. Now, I'm talking about things like sleeping. All right. Eating nutritious foods and exercise and hydration, just all of our basic self care needs. Okay. Because when we neglect these things, We are really sacrificing what should be our number one priority because no one can pour from an empty vessel. And if these things are neglected, it will affect your family, your friends, your coworkers, your clients, or anyone you come in contact with. Also, I feel like it's important to mention here that you need to be okay with asking for help. Okay. If you're like me, I struggle with asking for help. It's not something that I like to do, but I have learned over time that especially when you are in the grieving process or you have been grieving and, you know, I think that when people hear this news and they find out from you that you are suffering because of the loss of a loved one, that you, that your friends and your families are wanting to help in some way. They feel like a desire to help some to alleviate that, but they really just don't know how to. And so, I think the idea of um us being willing to ask for help is going to help them. All right? Does that make sense? So, I mean, being willing to ask them for help is going to help them because they really do have a desire. To try to alleviate some of the stresses and the burdens, because when they hear that you have lost a loved one to suicide, they just really honestly just don't know what to say and they don't really know what to do. But they all have a desire, okay? Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have a desire to help. So you asking them is going to be very helpful for them. So I want to encourage you to be willing to ask for help to help alleviate some of the stresses when things get to be too much for you. Okay. All right. So those are my three tips. The first one is to just be aware that grief is going to probably come up around the holidays and just have a general awareness and being willing to just experience it and to be okay with it, and understand that that's just part of our humanness, okay? Number two is to be willing to say no, okay? That's super important, all right? Just being willing to say no when it is something that's going to be at the expense of yourself, or if it's just going to be a people-pleasing thing, okay? Okay. The third thing is to take care of yourself and ask for help when you need it. And I encourage you to do those things. And if you do, it's really going to help you tremendously when you're trying to navigate the holidays while grieving, after grieving, post grieving. Okay. And in general, just to have a more enjoyable time with your family and friends and with yourself. And I hope that you'll take these tips and utilize them. And I hope you have a happy holiday. Thanks. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived 2 thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.